The Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowd, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And then Jesus began to speak, saying, Blessed are the broken in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and who thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the cheesemakers, I mean peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted, persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven. And in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let's be seated. So my daughter Susanna learned some new words upside down. The other night at dinner, she took her silly straw out of her cup of milk. And let me tell you, if she's drinking out of a cup, it has to be with a silly straw. So she took her straw out, flipped it on its head, put it back down, and said, upside down, straw. Susanna's actually been saying upside down for a week or two now. The book is upside down. Susanna is upside down. She's got upside down, all figured out. And I think it all started with a book, a Dr. Seuss book called Wacky Wednesday. So this is how Wacky Wednesday starts. It all began with a shoe on the wall. A shoe on the wall shouldn't be there at all. So now lots of stuff is upside down in the book Wacky Wednesday. And that's what instigated upside down straw. Now let me tell you about this upside down church I know. So there's this congregation. It's got some money problems. I mean, they get all these grants and stuff, but they're still short. And guess what they go and do? They double down on their food pantry. I mean, how wacky is that? They need more money, but instead they decide to do more ministry with people who will probably never join the church, and even if they do, they'll contribute pennies. 
upside-down church. And this church, I know, is not just short on money, it's short on people. You know, you'd think that they would do everything that they could to keep everybody happy and keep everything easy and comfortable. Nope. First, they screwed up worship, which was a long and uncomfortable process for everyone. Then they let kids run all over the place and kids with autism making noise. They're focusing on Bible study and prayer and stuff which you know nobody has time for or wants to hear about. Wacky, right? And then when people got angry or left or never came back, did they say, wow, we better undo all those wacky things we've been doing? Nope. Instead, they kept going. They said, we're, we're going to keep putting first things first and trust God with the rest. I'm telling you, that is one upside-down church. And every day, I try reasoning with the poor pastor of this church. I tell him, you have got to do something about this. Some days, I almost have him convinced but he's one upside-down pastor. So anyway, back to this uh, upside-down straw. After Susanna drank from her milk with her upside-down straw, she took the straw back out of the milk, flipped it around again, and put it back down, and said, straw right side up. Well, that was the new part. And so we parents were pretty excited about these new words, and that led to twirling, the straw around, which led to milk flying all over the place. But what really surprised me was, you know, it didn't take long, did it? Susanna's not even two years old yet, and she's already oriented. What's upside down? What's right side up? What's normal? What's wacky? How long until she learns who is upside down and who is right side up? Who are the normal people and who are the wacky people? Who's the blessed and the honorable? Who are the pitiful and the embarrassing? And if it's like everything else, it means Susanna's going to learn this much sooner than I'm ready for. And that's what's so amazing about these Beatitudes, this Sermon on the Mount. Not because it's so nice and feel good. It's amazing because it's so upside down. Upside down Jesus. That orientation Susanna's already learning so well, Jesus flipped it on its head. Jesus turned heaven and earth upside down. And that's why all the wrong people are blessed. Just for one example, let's talk about peacemakers for a minute. Did you see what happened when the Pope took a couple of children and they released peace doves from a window in Rome? Did you, see, you saw that? Yeah, so there are these pictures. You can see them online. No sooner had, had the Pope and these children let go of their doves that these other birds swooped in 
and attacked them. So there's this like bird dog fight in St. Peter's Square. This, these poor peace doves versus this big old seagull and this big old other bird. And the truth is that's what it means to be a peacemaker. It means getting attacked from all sides while staying calm enough to have an influence. It reminds me of a joke. There's this, this picture of bacon and eggs frying in a pan, and the caption says, the chicken was involved, the pig was committed. Should be a picture like that for peace doves. And yet Jesus said, blessed be the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. Not the crazy ones, children of God. Of course, all the real encouragement in this Sermon in the Mount is in the long run. And I mean the long run. After the fulfillment of time. Long. So Jesus is so upside down on this. He's inviting us now. Now is the time. To live life upside down from the point of view of the values of this world. Anyone been whitewater rafting before? Yeah? So I guess you know what you should do when the rapids are pulling you into a rock. I mean, I would have guessed that you paddle in the opposite direction as hard as you can. You lean away from that rock. But actually, that's the most dangerous Thing to do. You can't beat the river. So you'll lose control if you're leaning away and paddling away. You'll hit the rock for sure. So instead, you lean in towards the rock. You paddle towards the rock. It's the only way you can have an influence on where your raft goes. How about driving in the, the ice and the snow? Anybody have any experience of that? Probably no one? No? Okay. Well, it works the same way, doesn't it? <clears throat> when you hit some ice and your car starts to slide in the wrong direction, what do you do with the wheel? You turn in to the slide, right? Because if you turn away, your tires don't get any traction. Yeah, you just keep sliding. You avoid disaster by turning in to the slide. So all this is pretty wacky, pretty counterintuitive. So is the kingdom of heaven. Is there a shoe on the wall? Good. Jesus turned heaven and earth upside down. The cross shows us a wacky God. So my life's goal is to get comfortable standing on my head. Upside down daddy. Of course... I'm not there yet. A lot of the time, I'm a pretty short-term thinker, if I'm thinking at all. I pull away from the threat instead of leaning into it, because instinct just takes over. And so I don't have it all figured out, but let me tell you this one thing that I'm working on right now. Call it my growing edge. I'm learning that my suffering comes from my own expectations as much as it does from the behavior of other people. 
This is really an upside-down perspective. When emotions run high, it takes real effort on my part to, to keep my balance standing on my head like this. It's much easier to blame the other person or other people, to point the finger, to let myself completely off the hook. But in reality, my suffering comes as much from my own expectations as from others' behavior. And so it's probably not the first thing we notice, but these, uh, these Beatitudes offer a reality check. Jesus told us straight up what this life and life of faith will involve. Broken spirits, mourning, yearning for change that may not happen in our lifetime, behavior that others consider meek, that feels weak, that will get us pushed over, like showing mercy and making peace, and last but not least, persecution. People hating, people gossiping. And it's through this Sermon on the Mount that Jesus invites us to change our expectations. And that's hard news. Which is maybe why Jesus left those huge crowds behind and went up the mountain with his disciples. What's the cost of receiving this kingdom of heaven? It's adjusting our expectations in part. Focusing on what we will change in our own behavior instead of focusing on others. Instead of complaining about others, instead of trying to control what others do. This is upside down. What makes it so hard for me to keep my balance when I'm standing on my head is all the emotional baggage that I'm carrying around. Emotional baggage is what feeds my unrealistic expectations. It leads me to put other people in charge of myself well, I wouldn't be so X if so-and-so wasn't so Y. I am not going to master standing on my head in my lifetime. But Jesus died because Jesus did keep his upside-down balance. Upside-down is how Jesus chose and endured the cross, how Jesus trusted the resurrection how Jesus turned upside down heaven and earth, how Jesus blessed all the wrong people. So, for sure, adjusting our expectations and standing on our heads, it's impossible to do, apart from God, apart from each other. And, at the same time, as we do it, it's a participation in the death of Christ that somehow we may receive the resurrection from the dead. It's the payoff that Jesus promised. That as we follow Jesus' lead, leaning into threats, that Jesus will surprise us with humor and with freedom and with grace. That even though, truth be told, we will spend most of our time falling or even just refusing to even try. Even through those failures, Jesus will turn those 
on their heads so that even lowly us can make a holy difference in this messed up world. It all began with the shoe on the wall and the Son of God on a cross. Thanks be to God.